All right, let's do it. All right, guys, we are back on the air for our weekly live chat with Jason Spees. Good morning. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm not doing too bad. How are you doing on this fine festive day, this Friday? Oh, just delightfully. The sun is shining. I dig it. Well, it's been quite a week in the energy sector, that's for sure. Of course, it has been in the world of small business. A lot of energy sector is made up of small business, of course. Uh, I did want to start off by saying there is a, a pretty good piece of good news. This weekend, on the Crude Life Week in Review, we're going to have Aaron Jordan on from Blackwater Environmental. He's out of Gillette, Wyoming, and their business is booming. They're doing really well, and... Uh, Things are moving along pretty good. He's getting some jobs, and so we talk about that a little bit. It's nice to have stories of people finding business, and then, of course, we talk about the CARES Act, this uh, small business package, which has really turned into a big kerfuffle, and what a problem this has been, and what a problem it's going to be. And it, this is this is the start of something right here that is going to be a big issue coming in the next several months. And I, I don't know how familiar you are with the CARES Act. It's intended to help out small business right now. Of course, the shutdown and everything. Are, are you familiar with that? Uh, not enough to speak on it with any, I, yeah. I, I'm not, I wouldn't be comfortable to really speak on it myself. I know minimal amounts, realistically. Right. And so, obviously, you know kind of what's going on. With, with some of uh, you know, the, the businesses that are not doing well. You and I have talked about that. You know, we've mentioned the restaurants and some of the retail places that basically had to shut their doors because right. the government instructed everybody to stay home. And in some states, they told the restaurants to close. And if you open, we're going to fine you. So it was well, a mandate. The, What's that? Well, I was going to say, and now the last thing that I read about it, because the only thing that I'm at all familiar with would be the the what is it, pay, payroll payment protection, the PPP part of the CARES Act, right? Right. And I just read yesterday that they're out of money. Yes, and I was on the phone quite a oh. bit with uh, Senator uh, Kevin Kramer's staff as well as uh, emailing with Senator Hoven's staff about what's going on here because uh, there, there, there's a real problem here. There's a real problem here. And I'm going to be very frank with you, like you know, how I can be, and how you like to have me be. So I'm just going to go over the full EIDL loan. Okay, that was the small business sole proprietor loan, the one that was supposed to be for small businesses. Originally, this is who this was intended for, uh, quite honestly. And so what happened was is uh, March 27th, I believe, it was a Friday, they put this forward and they wanted small businesses to go apply through the SBA. So a lot of small businesses did that. And basically, the small businesses were going to be given two and a half times what their monthly salary was. And for a lot of people, that was like $10,000, you know, I think was what the qualifying thing was. And the idea was to kind of help them through the months because they were the last ones on the, on the uh, totem pole to get paid. A lot of times these were small business owners that were raising families, you know, that were running the drum store or something like that. And so, you know, they're making 
enough to make ends meet and they're productive people in the society and, and they're good upstanding citizens. And so they had their job wasn't their top priority. It was raising a family and, you know, not taking government subsidies and trying to be an honorable person. So that's kind of where that started, right? Well, then somehow, I don't know how this happened. The PPP came out, the Paycheck Protection Program, and that was through the local banks. And so the people who applied for the full EIDL loan, say on the 27th, the 28th, or the 29th, which was a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, because they could do that online. Well, April 2nd came, and the banks sent out an information that, hey, listen, we got this payroll protection plan and come with us and this and that. Well, even before they did that, a lot of the bankers started calling their top clients. So the, the clients that maybe had an investment through them or something along those lines, those were the ones that got called first and they got funded. And this is, uh, here's the terms on this. Are you ready for this? 100% forgivable, up to $10 million. Did, did, did you hear that right? So I did. If you got chosen by one of the ban- by the local banks as being somebody who could be a part of this, there's a pro forma, an Excel spreadsheet that shows you that if you pay your employees 75% of the money, you can not pay any of it back. If you, oh, wait, wait, hang on. No, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, okay. So 75%. So you can, you, if, if you apply, if you qualify for the paycheck protection program, you can borrow, borrow up to $10 million. Okay. $10 million. Now it doesn't mean everybody's going to get that, you know, it's because you, you have to qualify for a certain thing and this and that, but what they do is they did this. They said, okay, let's take your employees. So, boom, there you go. Your employees are covered because uh, that is 100% covered. Now, you even got an extra 25% to put your utilities on there and your, your mortgage and your rent and everything else. So, what some clever accountants, some clever bankers did is now you've got people who are having their private jets sit empty. And you've got people where their Airbnb properties are getting financed and paid. Well, the meantime, the sole proprietors, the one-stop shop guys, they didn't get anything. They didn't even get anything at all. The, they got, I think, $1,000. So what happened was is on Monday this week, okay, Monday this week, the SBA put out an email to all the small business owners that applied before April, okay? And this was supposed to be a first-come, first-serve. So the SBA sent out an email saying, okay, we have new rules now. Uh, to ensure the greatest number of applicants can receive assistance during this challenging time, the amount of your advance will be determined by the number of pre-disaster employees you have. So the advance now is $1,000 per employee to a maximum of $10,000. So now what they've done is they've offered the small business owners who a lot of them, they were just going to kick 10 grand to to float them for a few months because that was the idea. Uh, Now they're saying we'll give you 
up to, okay, this is, I can't, you can't even make this up. The terms on this is up to $2 million. So if you're a small business owner, you can go apply for a $2 million loan. Now, the terms on that $2 million loan is 3.75%. So originally, these small business owners were expecting a $10,000 stipend to cover them for a few months in order to get by because the government basically said, you're shut down and nobody's going to show up to, to your spot. And that would have happened to a lot of people. They would have been fine with that. Well, they changed it and said, now you can borrow up to $2 million and for every employee you have, we'll forgive $1,000, up to 10000 So if you have 10 employees and you borrow $2 million, well, you got to pay it back over 30 years at 3.75%. you got to pay back $1,999,000. Now, if you went through the PPE or whatever, the PPP program, and you were one of the chosen ones by the local bank, you can borrow up to $10 million and not pay a dime back. That's the reality of what just happened, folks. Wow. Right. So I talked to several people, and one guy on this weekend, his name is Thomas Funderburk, family of three, father, wife, Lone Star Geo Services. He went through this whole thing, didn't get a dime. And he doesn't know what to do now. Because he's he, he's not getting anything at all, and here he know and here's another guy like I said who's who who's getting like their salaried covered. So somebody who's making a hundred thousand dollars a year is now getting financed a hundred percent forgivable, and the small business owner is not getting anything. That's the reality. Of what's going on here? That's why they're having the emergency meeting this morning at ten o'clock. In 45 minutes, Senator Hovind's going to be on uh, a conference call with the Secretary of whatever. I, I, anyway, I've, I've seen so many names and titles now that I just, I, they're, they're, I don't even know who these people are anymore. They're all on video right. conferencing and all this other stuff. And, and the irony is, is I tried to be a part of one of those video conferencing last week, and there was two different conferences going on. One of the conferences certain people got access to and the other one there was a technical difficulty and it's so funny i recorded it and you could hear all these reporters from all over hey what's going on what's going on who's who's here and then we follow up we're like what's going on oh there's technical difficulties we have two different calls going so they're even selecting which media members can be in certain calls now too and and it's kind of shown when there's technical difficulties. So it's, it's some trying times, some different times. And uh, it's different because right here, the Paycheck Protection Program, you can borrow up to $10 million and it is 100% forgivable. And the part that's not for whatever reason, it's a 1% interest rate. That's, that's, it's unreal. And it's deferred for six months and that sort of thing. It's, it's, it's a very different time that we're living in right now because I don't know how a small business can make it today without government subsidy. I have absolutely no idea how anymore, especially after this happened. Because when you got banks working on the weekend, first of all, bankers rarely work on the weekend. Now they're working on the weekend, calling their top clients, saying free money, free money. 
That's you know, honestly, I don't know either because the only thing that comes to my mind in in an age where banks are not helpful to business owners, right? It has to be the community that keeps them afloat, but that would require not being physically, you know, stuff being open. People. Well, what I did is actually I called, I I called yeah. our senators, and I asked for a list of the people who got the um, subsidies. So that way, I I believe that's fair. I believe that if the small business owners now are faced with having to reinvent themselves and try to figure out how to make ends meet and how to get their mortgage paid or maybe their rent paid or whatever the case is, they should find out who got the money so they could try to solicit things to them. That's only fair because if my great, 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 great grandchild is now slapped with a bunch of debt so that a couple rich guys can have their planes sit empty at a private jetway, I think I should be able to find out who those are so I can go try to solicit my business to them. Well, it is, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to put myself in a small business owner's shoes and they can't go door to door and sell knives. They can't, you know what I mean? It's, it's very difficult. You can't compete with Amazon. And it's, it's really a difficult place right now for a small business owner because the government's not allowing anybody to do business. And now they're actually picking who they're deciding to give the money to. Yeah, no, the, the solution is, it sounds almost fantastical because the only way to get around these types of restrictions from the bigger, you know, from the government and, and whatnot for our small businesses would be for the community to make it a competitor with Amazon. You know what I mean? For people to quit going to Amazon and specifically search out these small businesses. But here, but, I mean, that's not really going to probably... But here's the other layer of this whole thing is that... This money that is being injected into the economy, it's all being funneled to Walmart and Amazon and McDonald's. There's no small businesses open. So all this money is just going right to the corporations and big businesses. Nobody can go to the Bell Inn, can they? Are they open? Actually, yes. They, okay. You can, you can get delivery and curbside. And that is one, one thing a lot of the businesses around this area, anyhow, have been really creative. The community has been quite great in working together to try and keep our businesses afloat. But I have already heard of a couple of different, you know, businesses and people that are not able to continue with their business anymore. And that has, I mean, that's just got to be heartbreaking because for an entrepreneur, their, their business is like their baby. That's their brainchild. They, you know, you put so much hard work and time and dedication and then through circumstances that you have no control over. It's just gone. Yeah, and, you know, in the Bell Inn, I'm glad that they're still open and they're doing the curbside and they're doing the delivery. And I have no idea what, what their numbers are in comparison to what their daily activity is. But I'm pretty confident when I say most restaurant owners, it's the owner and maybe one employee work in the kitchen and that's it. And, and they're yeah. maybe getting some orders here and there. But generally... It's somebody on a salary or who owns it, and then maybe like a, a maybe like a, a, an employee because you're down to a shell. And no, you know, no, that actually that's accurate. Yeah, it's fairly accurate. It's very accurate. So 
that's why a lot of these little checks, these $10,000 checks and these, you know, 15,000, these are, this is peltry money. I mean, $10,000 is a lot of money, but really it's not. I mean, it's not. And I mean, you can't even get a car for $10,000. I mean, if you tried to look for a used car, you can barely find anything for under ten dollars or $15,000 that's, you know, going to drive to Denver and back. Well, my, I, that, I, I guess, yeah, for, for, probably for most people that would be true. My husband is a car guy, and he likes fixing them up, so I... He knows how to find the deals, but so exactly yeah, so. In general. So you you know firsthand that one thing goes wrong with your car, and that's five hundred to a thousand bucks right there. Oh my gosh! All Minimum. The time. Minimum. All the so time. So that's what I'm saying. Where you can spend ten thousand dollars really fast, but a but a small business owner can really stretch it for months. That's what I'm saying. Is that that's why this is so disturbing to me, and that's why I'm so passionate about this because I've been a small business owner my whole life, and so I can not only sympathize with what these business owners are going through, I can empathize what these business owners are going through. I don't get government subsidies. I don't get them. I don't, I, I don't get any business from the government. They have their little clique, and they don't go outside of it. You know that. That's the, yeah. good old, the, the good old boys network has been around since the last supper. So it ain't anything new. It ain't anything new. And anybody who gets mad about it, well, that's why I say go find new friends. The Good Old Boys Network has been around for a long time. Now, the problem is about the Good Old Boys Network is when they close it down and they don't give access to it when they're using public money. That's why I'm saying if you're a small business owner, you should be contacting your state representatives right now and asking them, I want the list of everybody who got money in the PPE so I can go solicit my business to them and try to keep it afloat. That's their only option right now is to go make cold calls to a lot of these businesses who got up to $10 million that they don't have to pay back. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, what I, that, that's, that's my advice to them is call your, local, call your state or local representatives and demand, you know, well, it's tax money. It should be available anyways. That, that information should be available anyways. It's tax dollars. Right. But what I think they've done is they, they'll just show it, show it, go to the local bank, and that's it. And then the bank will shield who they gave it to that I'm sure that's how that'll work because otherwise otherwise the um, government would have had to show who they gave it to and a lot of people don't want to know that because then you have to open up their books and say oh I didn't realize that John Johnson down the street is making $240,000 and we just bailed him out they don't want people to know that that's no, why probably not. no that's why there's that local bank buffer because then the Government can just say, oh, no, we gave $84 billion to bank XYZ. And then, and then that's where the um, open record stops. So it's, it's a good little strategy. So anyway, that's, that, that's kind of where that was. Yeah, my phone was blowing up yesterday. I was, must have been 15 different phone calls just on this issue alone. And um, it's not going anywhere soon. It's not going away either. So. No, I thank you for talking about it with us this morning, though, because I think that, uh, like I said, it's a hot topic. I'm pretty certain that, it, that that this has been weighing on a lot of people's minds. So It is. And, you know, the bottom line is very simple, is 80% of the PPP money went to 43,000 Americans who make over a million dollars a year. That's the initial finding right now is that. 80% of the money 
went to only 43,000 Americans who make over a million dollars a year. That's what I'm saying. There's more private jets that are being 100% financed for free money than there are small business owners getting a couple grand to float them. So, you know, no bad situation. Do, do what you like with that. <laughs> right. Anyway, well, check us out this weekend, Crude Life Weekend Review. We're going to be on. We've got some great interviews, and um, I'm just looking at the clock, and it's time to wrap up. So thank you much. We'll, we'll talk to you next week here. Absolutely. You have a wonderful rest of your week and weekend, and thanks for talking with us this morning, Jason. You bet. Check out the crudelife.com.